Combating the Opioid Crisis, an Unexpected Collaboration by Drs. Machiku Mariyama, Vivian Ip, and Cheryl Mack from the University of Alberta Hospital. Introduction. In the United States, the number of drug overdose deaths increased by nearly 5% from 2018 to 2019 and has quadrupled since 1999. From 1999 to 2019, nearly half a million people died from an overdose involving opioids, including prescription and illicit opioids. Over 70% of the 70,630 deaths in 2019 in the United States involved an opioid. The rise in opioid overdose deaths occurred in three waves. The first began with an increase in prescribing opioids in the 1990s, with overdose deaths involving prescription opioids increasing since at least 1999. The second wave started in 2010 and increasingly involved heroin. The third wave was seen from 2013, when street drugs were frequently mixed with synthetic opioid, especially fentanyl and its analogs. A similar landscape occurred in Canada. Amid the opioid crisis, more than 11,500 apparent opioid-related deaths occurred in just two and a half years, between January 2016 and December 2018. The initial collaboration. The rapid rise in the death toll also has increased the number of organ donors of young, previously healthy individuals. This becomes increasingly noticeable at our institution, which is one of the major transplant centers in Canada. An email was sent by one of our chronic pain physicians who was emotionally disturbed by the trend, and of course, many of us were affected by it in silence until the email communication. Since then, a focus was initiated to discuss strategies or campaigns to be used to increase awareness of the danger of opioids. This group was formed by a former cardiac anesthesiologist, Dr. Cheryl Mack, who took on the role as the chair of the Ethics Committee an acute pain physician, Dr. Vivian Ip, and a cardiac surgery resident, Dr. Machiku Mariyama, who had a background of arts and design and happened to know Dr. Mack from being in the operating room. The birth of the Doctors Against Tragedies card game. At the meeting, ideas for how to educate the public on the opioid use and misuse were discussed, and Dr. Mariyama suggested creating a fun card game as a social campaign to educate the public about opioids. The deck of this card game includes black cards and white cards. One player reads out loud the black card, which has blanks in the sentence, and the other players pass that player the white card, which is supposed to fill in the blanks. The player with the black card will pick the funniest white card response to fill in the blanks, and a point will be given the owner of the white card. Below the response in the white cards, there will be facts about opioids. Therefore, as the players read these facts, they will acquire more knowledge about the appropriate use of different types of opioids for analgesia in the medical settings and their adverse effects, addictive potential, treatment for overdose, and fatality in opioid misuse, while debunking the myths and fear surrounding the topic. The sentences on the black cards, together with the potential responses for the white cards, were drafted by each member of the focus group in a shared document. With the Emerging Leaders in Health Promotion Grant from the Alberta Medical Association and the Canadian Medical Association, the cards were printed and the members of the focus group tested the game by playing several rounds. 
the cards were revised before the product was finalized. In the United States, the highest amount of deaths from opioid overdoses occur in people 25 to 34 years of age, followed by those who are 35 to 44 years of age. The proposed target audience for the card game is primarily younger individuals. Therefore, the cards were distributed with this target audience in mind at universities, remand centers, public houses, and coffee shops, for example. Marketing and Expansion From the marketing point of view, several different channels were used. First, a local news channel was made aware of the card game for opioid education, and they conducted an interview which helped to increase local awareness. Another local news channel was invited to film anesthesia residents playing the card game at the university campus and engaging university students to join and play along while learning facts and debunking myths about opioids. In addition, presentations were held at medical conferences locally and internationally, which stimulated interest to set up a chapter in Halifax, Nova Scotia. With the success of this social awareness campaign, card games on other topics surrounding health-related issues, such as sexual health and infectious disease, also have been launched. Conclusion Our group started small and grew to a giant multidisciplinary team of even more unlikely collaborators from medicine, nursing, dentistry, fine arts, design, community members, opioid users, opioid abuse survivors, and so many people from all different fields and walks of life. Our story about an unexpected collaboration has demonstrated the power of using different social networks to bring physicians from various subspecialties and backgrounds together to combine their expertise and target a common goal. The chapter of the Doctors Against Tragedies card game in Eastern Canada by Dr. Jennifer Zerb from Dalhousie University. After listening to an inspiring talk from Dr. Vivian Ipp at the 2018 World Congress on Regional Anesthesia and Pain Medicine in New York City, we chatted about how I could get involved with the Doctors Against Tragedies opioid education card game. A few months later, Dr. Michiku Mariyama and I were sitting down for coffee in Halifax, discussing how to get a chapter of the Doctors Against Tragedies game started in Nova Scotia. I had one copy of the card game, and Dr. Mariyama talked me through how to download packs from the website. The Department of Anesthesia, Pain Management, and Perioperative Medicine at Dalhousie University has always had a very strong commitment to global health, strongly linked to the Canadian Anesthesiologists Society International Education Foundation. While many of our anesthesiologists have traveled to Africa, Asia, and South America, we had not addressed local health challenges, such as the opioid misuse crisis. With the department's support, I received funding to print, collate, and package the cards. As an acute pain physician, I acknowledge that I have exposed a large number of patients to opioids without ensuring that, on discharge, they have appropriately weaned off the medication. At any one time, up to half of the patients admitted to our pain service at the Halifax Infirmary site are moderately to highly opioid tolerant. I felt that within a teaching institution, it was important to expose residents and medical students to the issue, understand the magnitude of the problem, and improve their communication skills when dealing with patients. In fall 2018, 
I formed a focus group consisting of interested residents, nurses, and a layperson who had experienced the loss of her son from accidental opioid overdose. Other key partners were the Dalhousie Global Health Office and Amanda Hudson from the Nova Scotia Naloxone Take-Home Program. Dr. Robert Strang, Chief of Public Health in Nova Scotia, was very supportive. Shortly after, we were educating medical students about opioid overdose, addictions, and naloxone training, as well as playing the opioid education card game. One of the most powerful evenings was when our layperson spoke to the medical students about her experience of losing a child, which resulted in their outpouring of love and support to her in return. Although this tragedy had affected her so deeply, she felt that she was making a difference. We made sessions very interactive, doing basic life support training on dummies, drawing up naloxone, and practicing injecting it in all our presentations. Medical students and anesthesia residents then became Doctors Against Tragedy's opioid education card game ambassadors, playing the card game with students at Dalhousie and St. Mary's University, as well as the Dalhousie School of Nursing. We particularly targeted students in the early years away from home, teaching the signs of opioid overdose to the residents' dons who supervised more junior students. We branched out, playing the card game at Phoenix House, the junior card game with Micmac children, girl guides, boy scouts, and at board game entertainment spots around the city. Amanda Hudson had amazing talks on stigmatization and videos of testimonials from opioid users and their treatment in the healthcare system. This was followed by the card game and lots of questions and interactions. Unfortunately, we were never able to make inroads to playing the game within schools, juvenile detention centers, or correctional facilities. One of the concerns at the meeting with Halifax police was that talking about fentanyl was going to encourage drug use, similar to the age-old argument that sex education would result in teenage pregnancy. Some organizations were unwilling to have the card game played in any of their facilities because of lack of evidence that this communication strategy would reduce addiction. Then the COVID-19 pandemic struck the world, where teaching became virtual and access to face-to-face meetings ceased. As the COVID-19 pandemic wanes, I hope to restart the game in the fall. To end on a positive note, there were unintended consequences of having residents and medical students become involved with the Doctors Against Tragedies card game. Several of the residents have joined a volunteer addictions consult team within the hospital to help patients to initiate and transition to opioid replacement therapies on discharge. One of the medical students has worked with Mr. Matt Bond, program manager with the Canadian Association of People Who Use Drugs, on the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on people with addictions. Several medical students have chosen to work in rural areas, highly impacted by opioid misuse, and plan to work addiction in as part of their practice. The key issue in implementing the Doctors Against Tragedies card game in any area is forming a team. Our little board represented people from all walks of life who have been impacted by opioid misuse disorder. Involving learners as well as the public has added enthusiasm as well as bringing the tragic reality of deaths from opioid overdose to the people with whom we engage. 
Thank you for listening. If you like this episode of Azra Pain Medicine News, please consider subscribing, sharing with a friend, or leaving us a review. 